Welcome to Aeon's HR Talks podcast series, where we'll be covering a range of hot topics in company benefits, rewards and well-being. In each episode, we'll be talking to experts in the field to hear their thoughts on key trends and themes and to share actionable insights. I'm your host, Olga Paskins from Aeon, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Talks podcast by Aeon. Today, we are going to be discussing all things financial well-being in the workplace. And we'll actually cover two angles, why employers might consider it and what employees are actually being offered. I have two guests, Zoe and Martin, joining me today for this really interesting discussion. Zoe and Martin, welcome to the podcast. Would you mind just quickly introducing yourself? Thank you, Olga. My name is Zoe Boothroyd. I am one of the financial coaches here at Aon. Hi, Olga. My name is Martin Parrish. I'm involved in the workplace pensions and financial well-being business for Aon Employee Benefits. Fantastic. Thank you. So let's maybe start with the first question about you know, why employers might consider developing a financial well-being strategy. Martin, perhaps you could share your thoughts. Yes, yeah, certainly, Olga. Thanks. For me, there are three reasons why I think employers might consider developing a financial well-being strategy. First and foremost, we've seen over a good period of time now, employers develop well-being strategies focusing on employees' physical health and then the move into mental health. If you tie that in with the increasing amount of research in the market that evidences people's financial well-being has a direct correlation with their mental health, you can see why employers are starting to to focus on financial well-being in terms of, of progressing their well-being strategies. I think very much tied in with that, a lot of our clients and a lot of HR teams are under huge pressure to ensure that their benefits are valued and, you know, employees have a better understanding of what benefits can deliver for them. So for me, an important aspect of why the workplace is relevant is because many benefits that our clients offer, such as life cover, uh, will writing services, discounts, or even an employee assistance program, have a direct correlation with an employee's financial well-being. For example, having adequate life cover ensures that one's family is protected um, if the worst was to occur. And therefore, I think employers have an important part to play in in emphasising that. And then finally, the landscape or, or the UK landscape for financial planning is quite complex now. If you look at the amount of options that we're presented with as individuals at retirement, I think it's very difficult for employees to make simple and adequate decisions just off the back of their own thinking. However, the the UK market for financial planning is now quite restrictive. It's often deemed wealth management. As such, I think employers can help people sort of better understanding around money management and help lead to more effective decision making uh, throughout their career. Those are the three thoughts from me at this stage. Thanks, Martin. You've raised some really 
interesting points that you know I never really realized I guess Zoe from your perspective where you engage with employees on a regular basis as part of our financial coaching team do the employees want their employers to do more in this space in the financial well-being space I can certainly say speaking to employees from all demographics and in the feedback we receive from the sessions we deliver that they do really value the financial well-being support provided by their employer and would always welcome more. In fact, this year, our financial well-being employee research highlighted to us that just 15% of employees believe their employer offers a good level of support with their financial well-being. We know our clients are doing more than ever in this area, but there is an issue with the message getting through. And you can see it when you speak to people. There's almost this sort of light bulb moment of, I didn't realise I could do that or I didn't know my employer provides that. So, yes, there is a clear desire from employees for more in this area, albeit it's there, but employers need to implement engagement strategies to enable their employees to maximise what's available to better their financial wellness. Thanks Zoe. So I guess what I'm hearing is is that workplace is really the right environment for financial well-being. Is, is that right? I, I think you've hit the nail on the head Olga in that the workplace is one of the right environments for financial well-being along with with other Um, services that are available to employees. If you look at the role employers have had over many years, you know, generations, employers have always been involved in employee financial well-being just through the simple fact that they pay wages and salaries, they offer access to pension schemes, uh, they very commonly offer life cover and income protection all of which have you know financial well-being initiatives behind them so yes for me the workplace is the right environment often it's a question of employers now going back to my previous point about driving benefit and return on investment employers need to start to re-engineer their communications so that employees start to understand and resonate that a benefit has a financial well-being angle to it. As I previously mentioned uh, around life cover and death in service, how many employees really understand how much life cover they should have or what benefit it would provide to their employees, uh, to their family. So a, a lot of what I'm doing in the market is is looking at focusing on the outcome of a benefit. What does it do for someone, not what it actually is. And then thirdly, it's a question of data. Employers have access to a lot of data about their employees. You know, things as simple as when someone's on maternity or paternity, when someone's going on holiday. Why don't employers use that data to be a bit more sniper-like in their communications? as opposed to sort of using an elephant gun approach. So if you take the example of um, someone going on holiday, you know, in a couple of months time, that would be into the holiday recording system, you know, but there's a travel insurance benefit available. Why doesn't the company use that to say, you know, you're going on holiday, have you got adequate travel insurance? 
and then from a financial well-being perspective someone's got peace of mind um, that they're traveling with adequate travel protection so very much a sort of sort of stating it simply it's, it's joining the dots um, between someone's you know personal position and the benefits that are available and how they can aid one's financial well-being that makes perfect sense martin i guess it's such a broad subject joining the dots really is key and i guess with the financial well-being strategy in the workplace what does the success look like zoe perhaps this is one for you as the successes with the employee really absolutely um there are practical actions or steps employees can take that we can easily measure such as engaging more with the benefits and tools available to them things like using the pension modeling tool as part of their financial planning increasing their pension contributions or life cover and making use of workplace ices really identifying how to use their employer's offering to better their own financial wellness. But ultimately, true success is in changing people's confidence and behavior towards money. So really helping them get to grips with understanding their own relationship with money, having that awareness and intention to change that's really going to enable them to develop smarter habits so they can feel secure and in control, reducing financial stress and hopefully, you know, increasing their happiness. And we can gauge this sort of success from feedback surveys showing that upwards trend in a growing confidence in financial decision making now, um, how they feel they can cope with the unexpected um, and how they feel about their financial future as well. That brings us on to kind of one of the last questions today about the market. What do you think is the next big thing in financial well-being? For me, Olga, the next thing big thing is around the use of data understanding where employees are on their journey what activities or situations or circumstances they may be approaching or, or may be facing and using that data and knowledge to um, link a benefit with an employee so almost being proactive in saying to an employee based on what we know about your situation here's a benefit that you could be utilizing that may just aid your financial well-being. So I suppose it's about understanding the employee journey across their whole career and dovetailing that journey with benefit provision. And to close our podcast today, what are the top three tips for our listeners about financial well-being in the workplace? Uh, again, Olga, for me, it's a question of not throwing lots of products at the wall and hoping they stick but perhaps doing one or two things really well that, that will drive a benefit for people I, I think taking a step back the first question lots of employers should ask themselves is you know is financial well-being our responsibility if the answer to that is no then really you're going to save yourself a lot of time and energy by by stopping there if it's yes then it's time to, to get around a table and look at, well, what do we currently offer? You know, are we offering benefits that have a financial well-being angle, but we haven't really told anyone about that? And then looking at developing an ongoing strategy 
over the short, medium and long term. The key then becomes ensuring it's a rolling programme, not just a one-off activity that then stops. Financial well-being is from people joining a business at 18 or 20 or 25, whenever it might be, through to when they decide to finish work and retire or, or move into some form of phased retirement and sort of reduced working hours later in life. No, that's great. Zoe, anything to add from you? I think from an employee perspective, it's really providing that support and reassurance. And to allude to Martin's point, it's about the whole journey and making sure that this we can support people throughout that entire journey, not just with the practical steps and solutions that we can offer, but also, you know, it's that coaching of their awareness to money that we can provide so that people really understand why they have preconceptions about money the way they do, why they behave with money they do, and then how they can use that knowledge and awareness to help them make decisions to better their financial future. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Thank you both for joining me today and for sharing uh, all of your knowledge and wisdom on the subject today. Thank you, Olga. Thank you, Olga. If you enjoyed today's conversation, look out for more HR Talks episodes from Aon. If you have any questions or would like to find out more, please email us at letstalkbenefits at aon.co.uk or head to our website aon.co.uk forward slash employee benefits. Mm-hmm.